My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Bashi here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Blair Kaplan Venables. She coaches her clients on their social media and publicity skills so that they stand out from their competition. She's also the host of the Radical Resilience podcast. Welcome to the show, Blair. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great <laughs> conversations. We'll cover what's working, your podcast, your challenges, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah. So just a bit of a content warning. Some of my story is really heavy. So if this is triggering to you, please feel free to pause it. Take a minute. If you need help reaching, you know, need help reaching out to a mental health professional, you know, reach out to me and I'll put you in touch with the right person. Um, my background's in public relations. And when I went to school, social media marketing was not a thing. I worked for a company called Lululemon. I got promoted and I moved across the country, um, across Canada, I should say. And I was with the company for three and a half years. But at the age of 23, at the beginning of the recession in 2008, I left my job and started my company. And at that time, social media marketing wasn't a service that people used. But when I was out networking and meeting people, the common question was, do you know how to use social media for PR? Do you know how to use social media for marketing? And there was no one to learn it from, no mentors, no coaches, no YouTube videos, no courses. Um, and I always just said yes, and I figured it out. And that was 15 years ago. And it's been a, quite the journey. Um, you know, I specialize in social media strategization, strategy implementation, and social media education. But simultaneously, while building that, um, I got some devastating news. My father lived with addiction, and he was in and out of my life. It caused me a lot of heartbreak. And in my 20s, I forgave him. And at the end of 2018, like between my 20s and 2018, we developed a very beautiful relationship. He got to walk me down the aisle. He started to come visit me. He began his journey to harm reduction, sobriety. And at the end of 2018, we learned he was terminally ill. And my world was rocked because I already lost him once. And I started sharing our story of his addiction, my forgiveness, and our resilience. And our story was inspiring people to fix relationships, forgive people, become sober, get therapy. And so we decided to write a book and to gather stories of resilience from around the world and bookend it with his story and my story. So when he was to pass away because he was terminal, our story could still help people. And so we started the Global Resilience Project. Unfortunately, from the time of starting that project until this very moment, uh, we also lost my grandfather. On the way home from his funeral, we got in a car accident and I got a concussion. A few months later, my husband almost died. He had a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery. Then COVID happened, the pandemic. This whole time we struggled with fertility. Miraculously, we were told, well, we were told we couldn't get pregnant, but miraculously we did. But unfortunately, we miscarried. Three weeks later, my father-in-law suddenly died after a three-week battle with cancer. Three months later, my mother suddenly died after a three-week battle with cancer. And then within the same year as my mom dying, my dad died. So I didn't get the book out in time for my dad to see it because I was navigating so much death and grief and loss and pain and heartbreak. 
But along the way, in honor of our mother, on her birthday, January 17th, we launched the Radical Resilience Podcast. So it was, in, you know, it was in addition to the book. The book was created because of my father and my journey with him. And the podcast was in honor of our mother. That's beautiful. I'm so sorry. These are my cards, but thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, I chose sobriety when I learned my dad was going to die. I'm four and a half years sober and I'm really grateful I did. And I've done a lot of healing and feeling and grieving and I'm still in it. It's a lot of loss. Like I'm not, you can't see what I look like out there, but I'm a vintage millennial. Like I'm old, but I'm not that old. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's been a lot, but it's taken me on this course of action where I'm turning my pain into purpose. And I'm now a motivational speaker and we're public working on our second book. And we, our first book was an international bestseller. And, you know, there's a bunch of other cool things happening. So there is a silver lining in the storm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So tell me more about this global resiliency project. Yeah. So it started off as just going to be a book, like a legacy project. But what we learned was that we became a safe space for people to share stories of resilience, because when you share your story of overcoming a challenge, um, scientifically, it's proven that it helps you process and heal. But also uh, the stories act as a, a guide, a way to help people going through similar challenges to navigate their challenges the way we lay out the stories. And so we became an, a community. We have a website, social media, our books, the podcast. And people have been sharing stories from around the world. And so the first book has 70 stories in it. And the second book we're working on now, the goal is to have it come out in late 2023. The goal is to have 125 stories in it. And what we've learned is that we've just provided a big safe container for big feelings. And, you know, a lot of times people have a story to share and they don't know how to share it or where to share it. So we provide also educational tools and resources. I work on it with my sister who is a therapist. She's our mental health director. And so like, you know, it's great for us because both of our parents are gone and, you know, at this time she's not married. Um, And so it's like a really great way for us as sisters to carry on our parents' legacy and do some really meaningful work. And that's our, that's what we do. Our, our goal is to just help the world be more resilient. That's beautiful. I know that you mentioned on your website, I, I believe it was on your website. I know I saw it somewhere the five secrets to strengthening your resilience muscle. Would you mind going into that? Yeah. So um, everything I'm telling you, like, I want to put it out there. I am woo. Like, I love my woo. I meditate. I manifest, you know, I journal. But everything I teach is science-backed. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not a therapist. I'm someone who's done a lot of research and confirmed with the, you know, therapist that this stuff does work. And also... I've been practicing it on myself because I, you know, I've been able to move through through these challenges. And I think before we do that, I'd love to define resilience because that's important. Resilience is bouncing forward from a challenging experience. The dictionary says resilience is bouncing back, but you're never bouncing back. You're never the same person. You're never the same when you go through a challenge. So you're bouncing forward and a resilience muscle You're never going to see that on like in an anatomy class, (laughs) but it's this invisible muscle that we have that runs through every fiber of our being. And like any muscle, there are things we can do to make it stronger. So we are more resilient. So when things get hard, we can navigate those challenges a lot easier. So do you want me to, well, I'll, how about I list a few secrets? Because I can't give all the secrets. Whatever you would like to do. (laughs) Um, Do you have a gratitude? 
I would just, oh. I, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I think for entrepreneurs, being resilient is such an important thing. So whatever you're willing to share that might help somebody else who's listening would be amazing. Okay. So our website's theglobalresilienceproject.com and we have a free gift there. And I'm not sure um, if maybe, maybe it's in the show notes here, but there is a guide on how to strengthen your resilience muscle and it goes into the five secrets. Some things that are really important um, to know is that some of these things I've been doing long before my life became like a, a shitstorm. <laughs> and one of those things is, and it's the first secret I always talk about, is practicing gratitude. I have had a daily gratitude practice for six years. I watched a TED video from Sean Acor, and he said that if you practice gratitude every single day at the exact same time, and you list three things that you are grateful for from the past 24 hours, and you do this for at least 21 days in a row, the neural pathways in your brain change. So you see the world in a more positive way. Hmm. I heard that. I watched it. And I said, that seems really easy. I opened up my phone. I chose 9 p.m. And I labeled gratitude alarm. And I have it going off every single day. And it's been doing that for over six years. And let me tell you, like the day my mom went to sleep for her final time in the hospital, me, my mom and sister did gratitude. The day my dad passed away, me, my aunts and uncles, my grandma and my sister stood around. We practiced gratitude. There's always something to be grateful for. You know, the day my dad died, we were grateful he was no longer in pain. We were grateful that we can all be together and we were grateful, you know, grateful to have the, the great support in, in the hospital that he had. There's always something to be grateful for. So if you're going to take anything away from this conversation, open up your phone and set an alarm and call it gratitude alarm. I choose nine o'clock because it's a great way to end my day. Some people like to do it in the morning. And it's really funny because my husband, he, he and I do it, but sometimes if I'm in a bad mood and I hit snooze and I don't say anything, he might yell from across the house, like, I'm grateful for cats and hockey and boobies. <laughs> so like, it's, you can have a lot of fun with it too. So that's one secret. Um, and then another secret is forest bathing. You know, this term, it was coined in the eighties in Japan. It's simply the act of being amongst nature, being amongst the trees. When you're outside in nature or putting your feet in the grass, it is proven to boost your immune system and to reduce stress and to reduce anxiety. And so what this can look like for you, people in urban centers, or maybe people who like don't have much nature around, do you have plants in your office, in your house, in the rooms you spend a lot of time with? Can you go outside? Like, are you sitting at a desk looking out a window like me? Schedule it in your calendar, like 10 minutes a day. Maybe it's just stepping outside or going for a walk around the block. But by putting down technology and by going outside, it helps to calm our nervous system down, which in turn helps us be more resilient. Because when our nervous system is out of whack and in, in fight or flight mode, it is really hard to navigate challenges. Trust me, I've lived in that state for three, four years. And, you know, getting outside is my saving grace. Like, you know, I force myself to get outside, even if it's, I live in a place that it gets really cold. Like this winter got to minus 40 over Christmas Celsius. Oh. <laughs> I still went outside, <laughs> you know, you still go outside or you sit in the window and you let the sunlight hit your face. We people, we technology driven folk sometimes go from, and if we work from home, we go from the bed to the computer, to the couch, to watch TV, to the phone. Like wh where are we outside? Where's the fresh air? Where's the nature? Where are you putting your screen down? And then um, I'll give one more for now. <laughs> Share your story. 
Yeah. Share your story. This doesn't mean you need to come on a podcast like this or submit it to our book unless you want to, but don't keep your feelings inside. Like you need to get it out. You need to share it in order to process it. Um, People who share their stories have been proven to heal faster. So what does this look like? Maybe it's standing in front of the mirror and talking out loud. Maybe it's getting a journal or a notebook and writing out your story. Maybe it's finally... Um, finally, just like thinking about like the, the the story and not pushing it down and pretending everything's okay because it is okay to not be okay. Maybe it's time to get a counselor or a therapist because there's nothing wrong with that. We have dentists and doctors. Why not therapists? I love therapy. I mean, grief counselors, death doulas, like I, you know, I've had to have a lot of therapy. I'm couples counseling. It helps us just like the doctor, dentist. And maybe you share your story with your friends or family or someone you trust. We don't need to walk around with a smile on our face, pretending things are okay when they're not, because it's going to just keep the process of healing, um, you know, out of your sight and you're just going to be in pain longer. So if you're walking around life with pain, why aren't you stopping to think about life without it and beyond and creating that, 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 that steps you need to feel better. And it simply can just be you taking out a napkin or a piece of paper and writing how you feel and processing that. So, and if you do feel like you have a story you want to share of overcoming a challenge, you know, our book does have spots for you to share your story. Our website, every story deserves to get told. You know, there's tons of places out there where you can share your story because your story might help someone. Absolutely. I I agree with all of those. I can totally see how those are helpful in encouraging you to keep pushing and keep moving forward. I think therapy is extremely crucial, especially as an entrepreneur, especially if you're doing it alone, you need somebody to talk to. You need, you need somewhere to get everything out, you know, mm-hmm. and granted all of them and going out in nature. I, I remember I, I spoke with a different entrepreneur a couple of weeks ago and he was sharing tips on dealing with anxiety in business. And he said this, the same thing, go outside, go for a walk, break that mm-hmm. pattern. Yeah. I just, um, I had an Apple watch and I didn't, I didn't, a client sent it to me and I didn't really want to wear it because I was scared that they were going to be able to track me, but I realized that's (laughs) not true. So I just set it up and I like gamification. So it's cool because it tells me stand up more or like I hit my 10,000 steps. If you're someone like that, like entrepreneurs, like we like, you know, to be driven, like have a pedometer, like set goals and track them because it'll help you break the cycle of being at a computer. Absolutely. So, and I, I hope that it's not an insensitive question to ask, but so is the resiliency project, is it, is it a, is it a business? Is it yeah. a, just a passion project? How does that, how does that work for you? Well, it started off as a passion project, but it's a social enterprise. So um, my business, Blair Kaplan Communications, it's social media and publicity, marketing, PR. Um, the, com- the brand, the Global Resilience Project is under that. And it's not a registered B Corp or not-for-profit. It is a social enterprise. We do, um, like, we do make, well, we don't make money. We do charge to be in our books because there is an exorbitant amount of fee to put the books on. But I don't make money from the books. Um, But we do donate a portion of our proceeds. So, for example, um, by the time this airs, the trip will already have happened, but I'm going to Ghana. We donated to a children's center in Ghana in Africa. And we helped, we're helping to keep 1600 kids, uh, you know, out of the streets and teaching them skills that they can apply to jobs. So I'm going there for the grand opening and to lead workshops on resilience and social media. So, um, yeah, so we, we, we are a social enterprise. We donate 
we have some merch and there's some shirts that when you buy them, a portion goes to Camp Aaron, which is a camp that supports children who've lost loved ones. So we just want to make sure that we're giving back um, and, you know, just going like seeing where the support is needed. Like there's so many people in need. Um, I don't know how we can help everyone, but, you know, just finding those projects that are near and dear to us and, and giving back in time or money. Mm. I love it. That's beautiful. How do you, or I guess, what are your tips for balancing all of it? Yeah, you can't do it all alone. You need to build systems and you need to bring in help. Like I have an OBM and um, a VA and I have a graphic designer. Like, yes, I can sit and make graphics in Canva or I can hire someone and take that time and do something more valuable that no one else can do. Like I can, you know, I can, things I can outsource, I outsource. Um, and also I have started saying no to things. Like I have a goal to empower 88 million people by August, 2025. That's my 40th birthday. And, uh, if it doesn't move the needle closer to that goal, I say no, but I've said yes to some pretty cool things. Like we're going to be on Amazon prime or our story is going to be on. Yeah. So that's crazy. And we just got (laughs) accepted to be in a gifting lounge at the Emmys we're media and celebrities. So we're, we're reaching people like we're, we're out there helping the world. And right now, yeah, like I'm not making money from the global resilience project. It's funded by my business, but I'm working on um, creating a revenue stream for that and working on building a membership site and corporate training. And we have our merchandise and I speak and strategic partnerships and I'm going to bring on sponsors. So it's all happening just one thing at a time. What are some of the biggest challenges that you're currently facing in the business overall? It's time. time. <laughs> it's time because also with the grief and everything I navigated, plus I don't know about you, but like the pandemic really, really slowed me down. I don't have the same bandwidth or capacity or output. Like I'm still very good at what I do, but I'm not putting, like, I'm not able to, like, I don't have the same stamina. Like I'm getting older and like things were griefy. And I also don't want to work every waking minute of my day. Like uh, there's more to life than that. And so I'm trying to, you know, finding that balance of time and like making money and making sure my health and mental health and physical health, all my health and my self-care comes first. Because if I, I used to put myself last, but if I don't put myself first and I don't take care of myself, everything else suffers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all starts with you. Mm-hmm. If you're not in the right place mentally, physically, emotionally, your business won't be either. Yep, true, true that. You know, I wake up every day and I move my body, and like I'll work out or do yoga, go for a walk, and then I have a candlelit bath. This is all before seven a.m. Like I have a candlelit bath in the morning. I meditate. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice way to start the day. I don't have kids. For I have sure. cats. So just oh, so you, well, I know if there you're a you kid, go. <laughs> But, um, but you know, I ease into my day where before it used to be the alarm went off, hit snooze, get dressed, rush out the door. I don't want to rush into my day. I want to ease into my day. I want to journal. I want to meditate. I want to set an intention for the day. And like, that just makes me more productive. Absolutely. But before 7am, props to you, girl. (laughs) Well, like in all fairness, I go to bed really early. Like I, I go to bed early. Like I like to be in bed at nine, sleeping by nine 30. <laughs> I think well, I have to change know. that though. When like the daylight's being longer, but, um, and like sleeping in a bit later, but I love sleep. And like, I'm also the most productive and creative in the morning. Like I want to maximize when I'm the you know best at what I do. 
Of course, of course. Yeah, for me, I'm the I'm the total opposite. I'm the most productive when it's like 11 p.m. at night. Oh. That's when I'm ready to sit down. I can knock yeah. out a good few hours of work and then go go to bed, wake up at 10. I love <laughs> it. <all> good. <laughs> That's amazing. You know what? Sometimes it's funny because sometimes I'll like, okay, it's four o'clock. I've been working all day. I'm going to stop. And then I watch some Bravo, some Real Housewives, eat some sushi, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, it's eight o'clock. Maybe I'll have a hot tub or a bath again. Cause sometimes I do that. <laughs> and then I'm like, I get a burst of inspiration. I'll sit down and I'll crank some like, you know, mellow house music and bang out a couple hours of work. Like if, if something drops in, like if I have an idea or a thing of inspiration, I'll stop what I'm doing and go focus on that. Like you don't want to, Oh, absolutely. you know what I mean? Entrepreneurs, like if it, if it lands, go and do it, do the thing. Yes. yes. Got to ride those waves of motivation and inspiration. Yes. <laughs> All right, Blair, let's go ahead and let's cover the podcast. So you started this podcast in memory of your mom, mm -hmm. which is beautiful. What kind of, what kinds of things do you talk about on there? So you've been doing it for how long? Give me all the details. Year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half. I launched it January 17th, 2022. And that's my mom's birthday. And originally we were going to do this, but then the pandemic hit. Okay. And so then during the pandemic, I started doing a video like, a, like this, like a video chat series, but just putting it on Facebook. And I did 12 or 13 episodes, but you know, the beginning of the pandemic was crazy for everyone. Like no one knew what was going on. And I was like, okay, like I'm just going to take a pause. And then I knew I wanted to bring it back as a podcast. And I just wanted to wait for the time to be right. And the book just kept taking longer and longer to go out for editing and just, you know, managing a team of people. Sometimes things don't go as planned. And there was a lot of learning in the first book of a hopefully many book, you know, series. And I wanted the book to come out on my mom's birthday. And I was learned that wasn't possible. And I just felt like called to launch this podcast. And so my sister and I, um, she's on the podcast a lot, but she also has a full-time job as a therapist. So, you know, she can't be on it as much as me because I have interviews at all hours of the day, sometimes 4 a.m., sometimes 11 p.m., but sometimes it's me and her. And we just have these brilliant conversations between us or with our guests about resilience, their story. It's another safe space for people to share. And one of the reasons I was so inspired to do this was when I told people what I do um, with the community, sometimes people would rather tell their story instead of write it out. And so this is just another safe container for big feelings. And so moving forward, it's a really nice complimentary thing to do with the book. So when anytime someone's in our book, they're offered a spot to be on our podcast. Um, there are, you know, some people on our podcast aren't in the book yet, but maybe one day, but it's just an alternative way to inspire people. Beautiful. I love it. What have some of the biggest challenges been around growing the podcast? Monetization. I've actually never focused on monetization of it. And because I took on so much while going through such grief, like I had a different podcast, also a business one, dissecting success and working on the book and everything I was doing, um, you know, the pa Radical Resilience podcast used to be more of a passion project. But now it's being shifted into a business. So I've never really paid attention on how to make money from a podcast. For me, it was more of a passion and a publicity tool. So yeah, I mean, that's something I'm, I'm definitely exploring. So if you're listening and you want to advertise, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you should look into being like a resilience coach or something. That's exactly what's happening. I'm building out a whole program and. Yeah, do it. I think you definitely yeah. should. You definitely it's, it's should. Happening. It's happening. Who if not you? <laughs> exactly. My sister said I am I'm the gold medal champion of the grief Olympics. 
I am a resilience thought leader, but it's like, you know what, here I am. I have dark humor, turn my pain into purpose. Like I'm here to help people because you know what, what we, what we kind of came to the conclusion was like everyone, there's going to be people, people in your life who die. Like we're going to have to all deal with death and grief and no one tells us how to do it. And then all of a sudden it happens sometimes suddenly or very slowly. Like my dad took, he was given a year and a half to two years left to live. And he died like three and a half years later. My mom learned she had cancer and died three weeks later. So like, we don't know what's going to happen And both ways were painful, but no one, there's no one to tell you like, this is what's going to happen. And this is how you're going to feel. And this is how you navigate it. It's very um, uh, uprooting. Like you, you feel very ungrounded. I felt very lost. So if I can help people be that lighthouse in the storm, I want to. I think you should. I think that's a wonderful place to leave off. Blair, if anybody's looking to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to find you? You know what? Just go to theglobalresilienceproject.com. And I'm also very active on my Instagram, Blair from Blairland. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on once again. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.